what a wonderful time to be alive. 2021. These are amazing days. So my daughter and I, Jessie, I'm Doris. We've been having a lot of great conversations and we thought, why don't we invite others to join us? We've been wondering, we've been creating, we've been thinking about new things. And we want to continue to grow and evolve and become all that uh, God has intended for us. And we'd love to invite you to join us on the journey. So join us in our adventure on discovering joy, hope, and humor in the ordinary and extraordinary circumstances of life. Welcome back to our second podcast. Here we go. We were talking about words uh, we actually started a mini-series. This is how we're launching our podcast. We're going to talk about words. Words are powerful. Words are important. And we've done words for the year. We had a word that we talked about last week, grit and grace. That was my word. And this week, we're going to hear from Jessie. She's going to share what her word was for this year and how that has changed what she thought, it, what it was going to be about and how it has evolved and morphed over the year and what is actually has come to mean to her this year. So, Jesse, what was your word for 2021? Well, simply put, my word was live. I've been doing these words for the years, for the last six years, and every year I get a little nervous when I'm thinking, is that really the word, God? Are you sure? I don't have words being written in the cloud or an audible voice telling me what it is. I just find that in the latter half of every year, something keeps coming to life, literally to life and constantly reminding me. So when I went in to 2021, the word live, L-I-V-E, was pressed on my heart very intentionally. I thought, oh, I get it. (laughs) After six years, you would think I should not think that at the beginning of the year. But I thought, no, I get it. 2020 was such an isolating, life-changing experience for the entire world like I can't even fathom those words saying that the entire world was impacted by COVID and it forced every family every person every region city country of the world to change their current everyday practices and I became very isolated I work in a basement which used to be very dark and cold and we've turned it into an office that's bright and inspiring And I don't leave my basement. I'm in here for 50 hours a week. And that's so not how I've worked in the past. So I thought, okay, live. This must mean make sure I'm engaging with what we affectionately call here in Spokane, my COVID crew, that small circle of friends and family that uh, we self-isolate with. Or does live mean make sure I'm intentionally playing out my parenting? Am I engaging time with my daughter? Am I removing distractions so that her time with me is not us both on YouTube or us both in the same room, but not talking and learning from each other? So I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Live. Okay. Three weeks into the year, I was diagnosed with cancer. So live took on a whole different meaning very quickly. In my experience of how God works in my life is I have waiting periods. And we'll touch on that with in a couple of podcasts from now. We're talking about different words where I have gaps. And there are usually long gaps where I, God is working on refining who I am in preparation for the next journey or the next season. This year, 
there's been no waiting periods and everything that I've gone through, it's been, here's it, here's what it is. Here's the resolution. Oh, it's done. Okay. Next thing. Here's what happened. Here's the resolution and it's done. That is a hard, a hard thing for me to digest and accept because I'm so used and maybe I'm too comfortable with the waiting period. I assume that I'll have time. So when I was diagnosed with cancer, with melanoma, uh, at the end of January, it was humbling and terrifying and somewhat just unbelievable. Like I, I didn't really process the significance of it in the moment. Cause I was like, okay, well, what do we do? And I have such great medical down here and I'm so grateful for that, that it was by the time the surgery had happened and the final diagnosis that they got it all was done. I was still processing the, the original diagnosis <laughs> that I had cancer. And so this, there was no waiting period. End of January, I was diagnosed. Beginning of February, I met with the surgeon. Middle of February, surgery happened. Ten days later, cancer-free. And so grateful. I know that there are cancer journeys that aren't that quick. And hopefully this is my only go-around with cancer. My genetics would say otherwise. But I believe that <laughs> this could be my only adventure with cancer. But I watched the journey my dad went through. And he truly lived. He lived until the last breath. And I never looked at it that way. So came through that and thought, okay, I get this. Okay. Live means pay attention to how I'm taking care of my body. Pay attention to not just the diet, but what am I doing to stay healthy? Not for my daughter's sake and not for my husband's sake, but for the sake that this is a, a gift given by God. Am I abusing it? Am I neglecting it? What am I doing? And so Liv took a little bit of a different spin. Instead of what I thought it was, now it's actually focusing on my own health. Um, now it's not like I turned around on the day after my uh, news that they had got all the cancer and went to CrossFit and went on a paleo diet and dropped 60 pounds. That would have been great. It's not what happened definitely not what happened. I actually ended up struggling with my weight even more than I've had in years past. And my husband and I went sugar-free as of January 1st. And unfortunately, you do feel better with no sugar in your system. I wish that was not a true statement, but it is. And I was watching him just shed pounds and feel lighter and feel happier. And if you know my husband and I, that's more who I am versus who he is. So I was frustrated because I'm gaining weight. I'm grumpy. And I just had cancer. Like I, I wasn't the happy Jesse that I know to be and couldn't figure out what it was, but fought hard. And I was fighting those emotions for a while and kept coming back to live. Am I living wrong? And should I be this optimistic? Is that wrong? <clears throat> or why, where did my optimism go? And then in March, we found out that we were pregnant. And that was unbelievable in and of itself. After 10 years of being, 10 plus years for myself being told that's not a possibility. We hadn't even been trying. Um, we are loving our life with our kiddo. We're so blessed to have her. And... We just got your cancer. Like it just was not on our radar. I was pulling a prank on my husband and that backfired big time when I got a positive pregnancy test. Um, 
but boy, change the word live. In that moment, I thought, wow, I'm in my 40s. How can I be pregnant? What do we do? And over the course of the next eight days, we freaked out. I took probably 15 pregnancy tests just to be sure because <laughs> it's so unbelievable. It was extraordinary. And there was a lot of joyful moments, but a lot of terrifying moments too of how do we handle this? And coming back to my health again, you know, being in your 40s, they so lovingly call it a geriatric pregnancy. Um, how do I do this? How do I survive this? How do I put my make sure that my daughter has a mom? Uh, what do we do? So again, the word live comes back to the physical aspect of living. And of course, we're also in COVID, which is a freaking pandemic that is killing people. And um, there's other viruses out there. And there's my husband teaches driver's ed. There's car accidents. Like it just was not how I thought live was meant to be. And then when we miscarried and lost the pregnancy, it was a very surreal moment as well. I wouldn't say there was relief. There's never been relief, but live just kept coming forward. The concept of there was purpose for those 10 weeks, that, that life mattered and that life was real. All the pregnancy tests would say it was real. The doctor said it was real. Um, those 10 weeks of carrying my second child was real and it was living. And again, not, I was thinking in the beginning of the year, live would be, how do I make sure I'm engaging with my friends? How am I engaging with my family in Canada who I can't see, which I still need to do and make sure as a focus, but live is actually life. So I'm nine months into this journey uh, of this year terrified by each day what might come because I've got no waiting periods and I've had significant life events where at the end of the day I have to choose to live I have to choose to be intentional about my health it's so just dramatic and honestly I come back to what you shared in the last podcast that choosing a word is daunting I am terrified about next year's word year seven oh my goodness who knows what God's gonna put in here but I'm committed to leaning into it because on January 1st, I chose to not have sugar on January 1st. I chose live as my word. And on October 1st, I'm happier and healthier without sugar. Darn it. But I am. And on October 1st, I am also paying more attention to how I treat this body and what it's going to look like going into next year. So my word for the year was live. This was the most tangible word that I've had in the last six years. The other ones were more um, emotionally driven words. And I had personal growth there. But this is the most physically growing year for myself um, and processing it. So my 2021 word is live. I got three months left. I've had enough like extremes, but I'm so grateful so much and I'm I'm grateful for the cancer I'm great I'm beyond grateful for the pregnancy and I'm even grateful for the I'm not grateful for the miscarriage but I'm grateful for the learning and loving and lessons that have come out of the miscarriage that it's not that's just what it is you can't recover from it so don't leave our audience wondering 
you said at the beginning of the year you weren't losing weight. <laughs> oh, but in fact, you did. Did you I lose did. weight? Uh, almost 30 pounds so far. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful, but man, we have actually, as a, as a couple, we know that our marriage is healthier for who we are. Our marriage is healthier with no sugar. So we, but we love sugar. We love good quality food. And so we've made a commitment that on key events like a Christmas or a birthday or an anniversary, then let's have sugar, but let's do it right. Let's do the high quality, decadent, really good dessert so that you're enjoying it and then go off of it and be better for it. And the other thing is you said you had not been able to conceive in over a decade, but you talk about your daughter. So you're going to have to tell us the story of what you're going to have to share with our audience, the story Definitely. about your daughter. Because she that's was my chosen. 2018 word for the year. She, so. she was chosen for you. So that's a beautiful story that needs to be told. Thank you, Jesse. I loved hearing your word. I know I've been walking this journey with you, but your word was beautiful today. And it's also taught me how to live with grit and grace and live. Thank you for joining us today in our conversation. Our goal with these podcasts is to share a story or a message and one takeaway that we were able to pull and glean from it in an effort to see God's hand in our everyday lives. We hope that we can encourage you to find the joy, hope, and humor in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of your life. We welcome your comments and your feedback. We'd love to hear how God is working in your life as well. Thank you.